Hey guys, welcome to the Checkup Podcast. Today we got me, Kayla Willard, and today we got my boy Riley, Riley Dembowski. What's going on, buddy? Hey, dig. What's happening, Kayla? We got uh, some. Uh, we got some shit to discuss today. I do believe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So today we're gonna we're gonna start off with basketball. Um, the United States just won gold. So you know we gotta talk about you know we gotta talk about that a little bit you know we're gonna we started talking about the free agency what was happening in the in the league last week uh, so we're gonna run that back because we didn't get anywhere close to finished like we hit we last week we went over the very top five percent of what's happened we got a whole lot more to talk about today about free agency uh, if we have time hopefully we will get to talk about the uh, NFL Hall of Fame inductees um, on the on yesterday. Yesterday they had what was it? Eight people get inducted to the Hall of Fame. It was like the first round of. So and most of us, yeah, a, a lot of them are people we had seen play, like literally not even that long ago. Yep, Peyton got inducted. That was crazy. Peyton, that was super cool to see. Yep, Megatron. So we're we're gonna talk about that hopefully a little bit later. But we're going to get straight into it because I got a lot to talk about with this uh, free agency list, man. We got, we got yeah, a lot yeah, to talk yeah. about. Let's get into it, man. So uh, last week, we started talking about the Lakers. Um, we started talking about the Lakers, Heat, Bulls. We're going to review that real quick. Uh, get get our boy Riley's take on things. The Lakers, um, I said last week that LeBron has... Lakers done- are... I, I, my opinion, we, yeah, go for it. In my opinion, this is the most stacked. This is the stat, most stacked team that LeBron's ever had, aside from you know 2013 Heat, and even that is well, you know, we'll have to see how they play this season. But at the end of the day, you got to look at their bench and how deep they go, bro. Like, what? Are you kidding me? They, they, their bench could probably beat the Pistons, honestly, especially if Cade keeps playing the way that he played last night. Yeah. No, so. No. Oh no, I I agree. So look, I I'm not gonna say like to the point of where you're like, yeah, it's almost to the point of where you're like, you're like, how do they have this much money? You just keep seeing these signings. Okay, that, that's I mean, it's practically yeah, they've practically retained everybody that they needed to and added about. You know, yeah, so I talked. You know, last week, players. last week Trey made a good point that you know because LeBron has Rich Paul as an agent who is the biggest free agent in the NBA. That makes pulling guys easier. And, and you know, there's the LeBron James effect. I mean, LeBron James has transformed the free agency market since 2012. I mean, that's – that is just – I mean, that's what – that it is what it is. Like, LeBron, LeBron you're, you're changed right. things. And and so yeah. I this isn't this isn't the most top-heavy team, but this is the deepest team he's ever had. I mean, you, you think about it. Alone, he, he's going to have – he's going to have Kendrick level. Nunn and – Maybe I mean I, I, don't, I don't even know. 20. Like Kendrick Nunn, who averages 15 right now, mm-hmm. he's gonna have Malik Monk, a great up and coming player, coming off the bench. Yep. You're gonna have Trevor Reza coming off the bench. I mean, you you could have I don't know if they're gonna have Tht or Mello or I don't know. You know I don't even know who they're gonna start. I don't even right. know. And, and the crazy part is, man, we're like two weeks into free agency. I don't even know if they're done yet. You know, you still have. They, you know, they're still trying to figure out what to do with Dennis. Um, you, you still have other 
free agents out there. You got Paul Millsap is still out there looking for a team. JJ Redick yeah. is still looking for a team. Josh Hart. Lou Williams. Alfred I, 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 wait, I believe Lou Williams. Bradley. Lou will signed. Yeah, Lou will resigned with the Hawks. Um, but you have uh, my point is mm. that we're super early in free agency. They already have this right. crazy roster. The trade deadline is going to be at the middle of the season. And you know, LeBron James is notorious for. You know, people don't. We talk. We briefly talked about that Cavaliers team that year. That you remember when they had Isaiah Thomas and Dwayne. I mean, they got Dwayne Wade to come up from Miami to play for the Cavs for half a year. You know, they got <laughs> Rodney Hood and George Hill right. and uh, um. Oh gosh, they got Derrick Rose. They, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, and then, they, and I mean, they had their the fair share. Well, yeah, like, no, they, they had, had their, they had their fair share of free agents, and then, but like halfway through the year. Then LeBron got rid of them all and then, like, got a new wave of, of trades in. So this is – honestly, it's scary to say, but this is just the beginning. Yeah, and it's nothing new with LeBron either. You know, he does this everywhere. You saw, you know, what he did with the Heat. You saw – I mean, he went there with Dwayne Wade and got Chris Bosh there um, and pretty much had the whole team assembled around him and what he needed to do. Um, and then, you know, he goes to Cleveland with Kyrie there practically does the same thing, gets Kevin Love uh, to come up from Minnesota, who at the time was, you know, putting up 2020 in Minnesota, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, he was the double-double nah, king. You know, so I feel like this is nothing new with LeBron. We've always seen him assemble the best team that he possibly can, um, and sometimes it's not enough. But most of you know, this is, to say the least, uh, the deepest team that he's played with. Um, in my opinion, and I think the general consensus is that the Lakers and the Nets are the two super teams in the NBA right now. Um, and I would agree with that. I mean, it doesn't matter who you put around the Nets uh, either at this point. They got, you know, they got three Hall of Fame players in their prime right now playing together. Um, and that's just going to be a lot for any team to be, even if the Lakers are, you know, this deep. Yeah, you know, I haven't decided who I would take right now, who I would take the Lakers and the Nets. Um, I, th I mean, I think the Nets starting five has the edge, you know, cause like you said, they, I mean, they have three all-stars. I think, yeah. In their prime. You know, I mean, I, I'm I still don't think the that. Well, so, you just, yeah, this still, is yeah. so much firepower. They have too much firepower. And I don't see... I mean, it's it's full of mismatches. I, don't, I mean, who's checking Kevin? Like, LeBron is no longer in his prime for, you know, defensively. So, I don't know you're gonna who. Stick AD on, you're going to stick AD on Kevin? Uh, no. No, AD is not quick <laughs> enough. I mean, you're gonna stick, are you going to start Trevor Ariza to try to guard Kevin? Uh, Trevor Ariza's old ass isn't doing it either. No, so, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, their, their guards are – better than they were last year, but you still got to keep up with Harden and Kyrie. You know, the only the only team that can relatively do that was the Bucks, and now now the Heat, maybe. I mean kind of, right? Like I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. This'll be it We're gonna have to see how they play together, man. Cause... And, yeah, you got and we gotta see how they play together. You know, usually with these super teams it takes two years for them to actually win a championship. You know, you, you look at LeBron the first year with the Heat, um they lost. You know, they didn't, yeah. they didn't get the chip. Uh, you know, the 
LeBron's first year with the Cavaliers, they lost. Uh, not necessarily yep. due to cohesion, but with injuries and such. I mean, it's just tough coming together. You know, the Bucks last year, they got injured. I mean, you know, I mean, not the Bucks, the Nets. And that's last year got injured. Yep. So we're going to we're going to see, like I said, but the, the point being is that the Lakers are not done. Like you may think the Lakers are done no. because they have signed eight people in the past, you know, 10 days, 12 days, whatever, you know, two weeks, whatever it is, but no, they got not. more in them. They got they're... more in them. And so, and it's, and that is really scary when you consider how many other players, other teams have signed, you know, you look at, uh, you know, like the Grizzlies have signed two people, you know, like the, the, the magic has signed like right. one or two people. Like it's scary when you think about how much the Lakers have control of free agency right now. Right, um, but, because they've pretty much taken all the best, all the best free agents yeah. off the market themselves. Yeah, yeah, they cor- they've kind of cornered the market, and uh, yeah, you know, like we left said, the scraps, the left the scraps for every other NBA team yep. to pick up. And and that, at the yep. end of the day, you know, like you you brought up, you know, Miami. I think that regardless of their offense, I do think they've they've signed so many defensive dogs. I mean, PJ Tucker and uh, Markeith Morris on the same team. Uh, with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, I mean, that's just you know that's just the the start of it. Um, those are four people that you know are going to give you rough, like a hard time on defense, whether they're fouling you or just being ignorant, you know, being too physical, whatever it is. You that's four people you know are going to be up in your face all game, doing whatever they need to do to make it, you know, hell for you to pay. Uh, so I do think that Miami. You know, if they can get that offense at least competent enough, the defense, you know, if Eric Spolstra is the coach that everybody has been thinking he is, this is going to be his real prove-it year. I mean, he's got the pieces. Um, He got Kyle Lowry with Jimmy Butler. You know, he's made Jimmy Butler happy. Um, So now make it work because this is on him. He's got the pieces. Um, Defensively, this could be the best team in, in, in recent NBA history, you know. It has the potential. Yeah, so I like, I do like PJ Tucker and Markeith Morris signings. Um, I think it gives them the depth that they need defensively for this next year because their depth defensively was terrible last year. Right. Um, you could tell Bam needed another big on the team for sure to help carry yeah. that load. I just, I what trips me up. And let's hear your opinion on this because you're a Heat fan. You know this is this is your team, not mine. But they sign, <laughs> so they bring in Victor Oladipo, who's a mm-hmm. stud, young stud. But then they sign Kyle Lowry, like, they, and it wasn't that they just signed him; they targeted Kyle Lowry. Like Kyle Lowry discussions to the Heat have been going on for almost a year now, and I just yeah. I I don't understand. I liked the fact that they moved on. I thought they had moved on from Kyle. You know, because they picked up Victor, and to me, they were desperate Victor, at the trade line to get somebody right. They were right, desperate, they were at the desperate trade line to get and somebody. they picked up Victor, which I'm cool with. Victor, right. Victor's more injury prone, but Victor is a better offensive player than Kyle Lowry ever has been in his career. He's closer to his prime than Kyle Lowry is. I mean, Kyle yeah. Lowry is pa- is is past yeah. whatever you think. Kyle, Kyle, we can talk about Kyle Lowry's career a different day because I just don't. I'm upset they gave him thirty million. They, I'm upset oh, they, they paid I'm upset Kyle they gave him Lowry, too. Yes, 
And I just don't understand. I think Victor is better offensively. I think he's better defensively as well. I think he's better on both sides of the ball. But Victor won't be playing again. He's not going to be playing again until January, though. Oh, okay. So that's that's when he comes back is January. Yeah, he comes back in January. They signed him on the veterans minimum because this was like a prove it deal for him. Like he comes back in January. I, I did know that. I did know they uh, they signed him on that year deal. So is the I mean so the plan is for Kyle to start at first. Do you think Kyle is going to start? You know, come playoff time. Kyle is kind of infamous for selling in play in playoffs, isn't he? I mean, he's, I mean, I remember I used to I used to make fun of him because he used to he used to terrible. score like yeah, yeah he, he's yeah, awful. He be, yeah, I mean his his best postseason ever was the year they won the chip, and I don't I mean personally I, I barely even consider it a chip <laughs> because of what happened <laughs> to the Warriors. Like I, you know, uh, I think everybody will agree. I think. You know what? You say that, but I don't have many people agree. Yeah, Apparently, that's a really hot agree, thing. I mean, if you don't, it's just being uh, You know, because you, do you remember after they won that chip, there was two things that happened, right? There was one, um, all of a sudden, Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the world, which was absolutely yeah. false. That was that – was, Absolutely hey, lie. False. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it now. It's two, it's two years later, and we saw we we've yes. seen it. So now. I'm glad I'm glad that got proven right. But the other one was that Kyle Lowry was somehow like a top five point guard in the league, which is absolutely false as well. So no. look, I I don't think Kyle. I mean, Kyle had a that was his best playoff run. He averaged like 19 points a game, uh, something like that. He played the best defense of his life. I just don't see him getting back to that. And I'm I just. I don't want Kyle Lowry to be the reason that the floor spacing on the starting lineup sucks. You already have Jimmy Butler, who's he, you know, he's a paint worker, right? Like he likes that mid-range shot. Not efficient. Team. He's not efficient from he's three. Very, right. He's not efficient from three. He's not. You know, he's not. Bam Adebayo isn't proven either. Nope. Bam isn't an outside score, which is fine. Like they don't have the only three-point three shooter that you have in the starting lineup is the biggest defensive liability. Mm-hmm. And so you typically, you know, you want at least one other shooter on the court to spread the floor. And I just right. don't see I just don't see I'm happy Tyler. we kept honestly I'm happy we kept Tyler Hero. We're gonna see what we're we're gonna see this year if he was if you know what he's really made of. We're gonna find out this year for sure. You know, you can call last year full of injuries, you can call a sophomore slump, whatever it was. Personally, I don't think he played that bad last year for his bad. role. Yeah, I think people are just so caught up in his rookie year and how yeah. great he played in the playoffs. They expect- yeah, they expected a huge jump, but his, he averaged right, they expected like 15 him to this be, year. Like, you know, Devin Booker in the next yeah, year. Yeah, no, but he averaged yeah. 15 this year. He still went off. Right. He had injuries. He dealt with it. I really don't think he had a bad year at all, you know, but it, no. and it wasn't like the playoffs was his fault. I mean, it, that's on no. the team, right? That's on the whole team for not, you know, performing. Yeah. So, which is exactly why this is the prove it year for Eric. Oh Eric's no, culture, yeah, I, you know? I completely agree. I want to say, if I had to choose, like if I had a, if I had to choose here, I mean, I just, I, I, I think I would want Kyle coming off the bench when it when it comes time to it. Like I would love to see Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero come off the bench together. I think that would be, I think that would be an efficient elite secondary unit. And then I just I worry about 
when if you start Kyle Lowry, Duncan, and Victor, you're going to be so small, and Bam is going to be so upset because yeah, oh, no, you know, Victor is six four, so there's no way, there's no way they start Victor. They 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 start that. There's no way they start that, and there's no way they don't start Duncan. They just paid Duncan like twenty mil a year for four years. He's Correct. top the, five. The, he's a top five shooter in the league. You have to start him. You have to until Tyler Hero proves that he's. Because then, what, if Tyler Hero starts proving himself, you have to incorporate him back into the role of an already super deep Heat team. Oh, you're saying start Tyler? No, no, no. I'm just saying he last year he didn't get any PT in the playoffs. So, oh, sure, you know, sure, sure. people, yeah. people, the PT that he did get, people are saying, oh, he sucked, whatever. So obviously, he needs to come and work himself back up into the rotation, uh, like. The, be the sixth man that he once was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and once he does that, you have to you have to adjust the lineup, which is already a new lineup. You know, you had to build chemistry there. You know, you, it, it's going to be a long process incorporating him back in there and not messing up what you already have have built. Is what I'm yeah. saying. I think. I mean, I think he might come out of the gates balling. He might he come might. out of the gates balling. And True. Prove and, right if does, early. and if he does, he's going to be first off the bench. Yeah, and because if Victor with Victor out until January, this is his oh, time to shine. Start. Yeah. So if I had to guess right now, I think the, yeah, this is his time to shine. He can prove him. He can one hundred percent can prove himself here. If I had mm-hmm. to say a starting lineup right now, what I would if I was Spolstra and I had to pick a starting lineup, I think I would go. I think I'd go Victor Duncan, Markeith Morris, Jimmy Butler, and Bam. Either Marquise name, name six people. Oh wait, what did I? I I said Victor Duncan, Marquise Bam, and Jimmy. Oh Jimmy, yeah okay, never mind. Okay, and and I yeah, think right, I, yeah, I, think I, I mean, would start. I think I'd start Marquise Morris because I think he's bigger than PJ, and I think that Bam wants somebody else in the paint with him. I think he would be able to. Yeah, I I, I think he needs that extra height on the defensive end. I mean, they can. Because Dwayne Deadman is the only real center that they have now, the only real height that they have now that they got rid of Precious. And who knows how good Precious will be? I mean. Yeah, that was a big loss, man. That, that was, was a big gamble. That was a big loss. Yeah. I, I mean, They're I was. win now mode. You know, I'm on records, you know, last year saying that they should have traded Drogic last year, um, you know, after his great finals performance. Um and so they, you know, obviously they waited a year on. Hey, I love Dragic. Yeah, I love Dragic. I think, I think he's a heat. Oh, I think they should retire his number. Honestly, um, he did a lot of good for Miami, but uh, you know, his I think what he what they got for him in return was good. You know, I think Kyle Lowry in exchange for him, at least was good. But once you threw Precious in there, it was, it was a little more serious. You know, because yeah. who knows how good Precious is going to be. See, I think I think if they had I think if they had pulled this trigger last year when I said they should have, when Drogic's stock was really high, I think they could have came away with you know, you know, not trading Precious with keeping Precious, trading uh, Drogic with two with two picks, and right. I think they, I think they could have gotten away with it, but they waited a year. Drogic got way worse, and so they they pay the price in trading Precious. Look, I hope the team plays well. I I love the Heat. I I really I really do hope they they figure this out. But yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be a really interesting team to watch and see how they to, to, because that is a team full of that's like a 
team full of huge personalities, if I've ever seen one. Yep, for sure. Then we got the Bulls. Um, this is the last team we talked about. about uh, how about uh, did you uh, catch Saturday night? Did I catch Saturday night? What What are we talking about Saturday night? Just want to run by. Just want to run by how bad Derek Lewis. Oh, how bad Derek Lewis got beat. Yeah, that yeah, was, that was that was brutal. Yeah, Dude, I, so there's conspiracy going on saying that saying that he, they think they everybody thinks he quit. What do you think? Uh, Watch it. No, I watched it. I, I actually, I actually worked it. Um, if we're talking about Derek Lewis, uh, I figured you did the fake eye, the fake eye poke. No, uh, that was weird. I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't. I honestly hadn't heard that he, that he quit. I hadn't heard that theory. I, it looked weird. I don't yeah. know. He played. He he fought like he fought terribly. I mean, that's, I mean that's he, he embraced the role of the one punch or too badly. Like how can, gain is top notch talent, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't I think know it's why also weird that they fought for a belt. I'm not over that either. Well, now, yeah, that's that was just yeah. Ain't yeah, no I think. 101. Yeah, I'd, so I don't like any of it, and I think it's gonna be weird watching Gain fight. Gain so what? Gain gets a shot. I don't. I don't really understand why he gets the shot at the belt with Francis. Yeah, I mean, so, I think it's yeah. weird. I think the whole situation's iffy. So yeah, well, because where does Stipe go? You know, Stipe's does Stipe deserve a rematch? I mean, I think he deserves. I think he deserves to fight Gain. Uh, Gain. I, I feel Gain came out of nowhere and was just like, okay, yeah. I'm the interim champ. I mean, he's dude. He's good as shit. Like he's good as fuck. Uh, I'm I'm hip. It just came out of the woodwork. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I, he thought, did. I, I think him Derek, is deep in need to I fight. Derek deserves and I think, Francis, and I don't. I just I don't like that Dana did this whole interim. I think goal. John Jones is now going to regret not making his move to heavyweight earlier because of gain. He's going to have a trial by fire when he decides to step into heavyweight. Uh, you know, it's really hard to – for those you don't that don't know, Jones is a light heavyweight. So when he moves up to, to heavyweight division, um, he's I mean, he has to put on a lot of weight. And I just, I just don't know. It's really difficult to gain that kind of weight in a healthy fashion in a way that the weight is real. You know what I mean? That it's not water weight, that it's like real muscle and that you're actually just going to. That's, I think why he's taking so long as well. I I don't think it's really about, I don't really think. I agree. I think it's about the money. I I don't really think it's all about the money to him. I think he's got more than enough money. I think he wants to make sure that he can take a year and a half and, and get his body to the, to the, you know, physique he would like it to be. Um, I think he knows Francis is going to be a threat, or whoever is going to be a threat. But I mean, we're talking about John Jones here. So. The other thing, though, is okay. So you wait a year and a half, and then, uh, and then what? You haven't fought anybody in year, you know, in a, in a long time. You know, we saw what. That's true. You see what not fighting does to Connor. I mean, he's more. He's obviously still involved in the sport where Connor wasn't. Connor just completely changed sports. But still, you're going to have. You know, dust the knock off. You're not going to just go fight Francis. I don't even know if you go and just straight fight Gain. You probably take a, you know, a different, you know, an easy. Right at some out. point, I mean, he, his weight, his him waiting is gonna is gonna have done nothing but bad things for him because not only is the heavyweight title picture still not figured out, he had already anticipated having to fight Stipe or Francis for the belt, but now. It's still, you know, Stipe still wondering who he's going to fight next. So you have to take into effect that. Uh, and 
now you have Sorrell Gain coming up here, literally 50-45-ing and, and, and knocking out everybody he fights or submitting them. And and he's damn good at doing it, too. Yeah, and so what? I mean, I, I'm sure that is going to want his shot. So he's going to, you know, like, could Stipe fight John Jones first? You know, I don't, I don't know. It's... You think John Jones would agree to that? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if John Jones is going to now he's going to regret because he will, how do because you go into the heavyweight? How do you just yes, how, you, how do you just go up to the heavyweight uh, division right now when it's more popping than it's ever been? Yeah, or at least not now. ever been, but I would say been in the last you know couple of years. It's it's you know now more entertaining than it's been and more skillful. Um, and how do you just go up there and say, hey? I'm going to fight for the heavyweight uh, heavyweight title in front of Stipe, in front of Cyril, in front of, you know, uh, whoever else is in the title picture. I mean, those are two huge names. Yeah, Before so it was he's just gonna, Stipe. He's gonna ha- no, yeah, he's going to have to fight through people. That's going to take time. I mean, you're going to talk like six months recovery between fights so he can continue training too. I mean, he has to. Knowing John, that. he's going to take a year off in between fights because so, even his last fight was a year between Right. You know, a year so, after that's a lot of time, Thiago man. Santos fight. I think it's weird. I think the whole heavyweight decision was weird. I would have liked to see John Jones cut and go, you know, go down a weight class instead. It's a lot easier to do, and we wouldn't have to wait this long. And uh, you know, what, what happens if busy. John loses? I mean, if John loses to a heavyweight, it's going to be a slippery slope. It's not like he can go back down. It's going to take time yeah. to lose that weight. He could have you know just beat I mean? up Izzy and taken Izzy's belt. <laughs> he could have just beat up Izzy. It would have been way easier. It would have been, been way easier. Many, yeah, he wouldn't have had <laughs> as many people to go through. Oh, Izzy walked right up to the to the light heavyweight division and demanded a title shot without fighting anybody, and he got one. I mean, right. Jan disabled him, but if Jan disabled him, imagine what John Jones would have done. Yeah, I think it's a mess. I think John messed that up. I think he did. I'm not going to say, you know, that it's all about the money. I think money played a factor and I think money decided, you know, help make the decision to wait longer and he's going to pay for it, man. I mean, and you know, this is the case. It's not, this isn't just the case with John Jones. This happens to a lot of athletes. Think about Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell wanted to get paid. So he took a year off of football and sat out. How, how, what was the drop off like like for Le'Veon Bell? believe he averaged like what 2.3 yards a carry in in new york the season late after yes yeah like it was a huge he went from a top five running back in football at the time to irrelevant completely irrelevant ran for like maybe 500 yards. even get play can't even get playing time on a super bowl team that desperately needed a run game i mean yeah i mean he got beat up you know on the chiefs by a rookie yeah, beat out by Clyde, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So bad move on John Jones' part. I you know, and he's gonna pay for it in the back end. He may win a fight or two, but the reality is they're gonna make him fight a few. They're gonna make him fight a few in this division. He's going to have to, and if he waits power. any longer, he's gonna he's gonna yep. fuck around and have to fight fucking Toy Tuvasa. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's just Anyway, anyway, back to back to this draft. We we kind of got sidetracked there. Um, all right, so we talked about the Bulls last week. I don't think I need to talk more about that. You know, I think everybody knows how I feel about the Bulls that they're going to be a top four team in the East. 
I think that team meshes really well. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo. You said a top four team. In the East. I, I, I think they beat up the Sixers, if I'm Explain. being straight. You think they beat up the Sixers? I think they beat the Sixers out of their – I think they beat – all right, look. So, technically, the Nets – the net. I mean, not the Knicks. The Knicks may, got the four seed this year, okay? And the Bulls picked up DeMar DeRozan, who was the most efficient ice player in isolation this year. All right? So, like – Good step. That's a good step by you. Okay, like, like Demar. My point is, is that Demar is still like he still got it. Okay, Demar Derozan. They pick up Lonzo Ball, who statistically is the top five guard player, top five guard defender. Sorry, he's a top five guard defender. You, you're right. And and he is one of the most efficient three point shooters in the league right now. He he shoots. He makes. He made more threes this year than Trey Young, and he was much more efficient than Trey Young from three. Um, I'm talking and, about, uh, talking about Zach Lonzo Levine, Ball. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about Lonzo. That's oh, Lonzo. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonzo, look, everybody hates on Lonzo. Lonzo's gotten a lot of flack over the past year, past few years, okay? But Lonzo is very much developing and uh, in the very right direction. Like I said, Lonzo Ball statistically was a top five defender this year, a guard defender this year, and he was okay. very efficient. I, I mean, I can shooter. agree. I can agree. He's developing well, and I don't know. But how will how will Zach Levine mesh now? Oh, oh no, no, with two that's other not, people. That's game. not it. No, no, and they no, have Vucevic, right? It. We forget he, they picked up Vucevic this year, so he's Vucevic. gonna have a he's yeah Vucevic the Nicholas Vucevic from the Magic. Yeah. who's a two three time All Star now. Yeah, bro, Super he's good. Else. I know. Yeah. And Zach Levine, Zach Levine's an All Star too, and he, and now he's gonna have like players to help. I mean, he's never had a team before. You're going to have Kobe White and Caruso and the Sumnu. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have the Sumnu start with Lonzo. Um, but so, but your that's your starting lineup could be Ao DeSumnu, Lonzo Ball, Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, and Vucevic. Yep. That is that is better than better than the Knicks starting lineup, a hundred percent. With all the problems that the 76ers are having, like I, I would take, I might take the Bulls if the Bulls like mesh like they do on paper. Like on paper, this looks like a fantastic team. Like on paper, everyone's roles are defined. If if Zach Levine continues to progress like he has the past three years, every um, year Zach Levine has gotten better. Yeah. If Zach Levine continues that, this is a, I mean, this is a really good team. I'm cautious to see about how he plays when he has to share the offensive load and actually facilitate the ball because the Bulls were terrible last year. They were. He had the green light to do whatever he wanted and pull from wherever he wanted. How is his game going to change when he has people around to do you know to help him out and people that also rely on getting the ball frequently, you know, they're they're going to be pissed if they're going to sit and they're not getting any touches, you know. True. Um, that's the only thing. That's the only question, and that's the only thing I'm cautious about really supporting this this bull teams about is just how well is Zach Levine going to adapt to having people who can actually play around him. I agree. I think. I mean, I think we talked about the Lakers, the first year issues. There. I mean, I'm not saying like they're not going to have their fair share of issues. I think they're going to have to get used to each other. But this is a young team. This is a future team. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to be in contention for the title right now. But this is a yeah, team. No, you're right. The this is a team years. that needs a season or two to get better and mesh as a team. 
and I want you to think about this. This is a this is a cool statistic that uh, I saw earlier today. Let me get my phone out so I can. You know, we talk about players meshing. Russell Westbrook, okay, is seen as. I mean, the the when you think of Russell Westbrook, the media portrays him as you know not good with other players, uh, really ball dominant. Um, you know, selfish. Like other players, yeah, selfish. Listen to this, okay? These these players. So Kevin Durant had his best scoring year in 2013. He averaged 32 points a game. Okay, Paul George, hmm. his best his best scoring year was 28 points per game in 2018. Bradley Beal had his best scoring year last year. He averaged 31. James Harden had a 36 he had a he had a 36 point per game year um the year that he won mvp the next year when they got hardened he had 34 points a game i mean when he and, and uh, he had 34 points a game when he got westbrook that next year yeah right 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 okay? all of these players had these had their best scoring years with russell westbrook on the team right that's a good point so i i know that you know we worry about ball dominance and I'm a, how, I'm a Russell fan, man. I agree with everything you're saying. I think he's very underappreciated for that athlete and the, the point guard he truly is. I mean, in 10 years when people, when he's retired and people look back on him and, and look at his stats and they're going to say, wow, this dude was out of his mind. Exactly. And I think, and I'm, I'm using those numbers to, to show you that I'm not worried about ball dominance on a team. Like you can have right. multiple superstars. And they can elevate. They can elevate each other on a you know from a scoring level. Russell Westbrook was averaging triple doubles as his teammates were having career highs in scoring. All right, I'm not worried yeah. about I'm not worried about Lonzo Ball taking away shots from Zach Levine. If anything, you know the numbers historically have shown that when you add superstars, it just lightens the load. It makes it makes scoring easier. You know what I mean? Like when when Kevin Durant is playing you know alongside Steph Curry, you can't double. You can't just double Steph. Or you can't just double Kevin Durant without, you know, considering what Steph is going to do on the outside. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. that I think if anything, in two years, I'm going to give this team two, three years to really click. But I think if anything, it's going to make them way better. I think Zach Levine. I think you're going to see like a real All Star in Zach. Okay, so I see. Look, the way I see it in the East, Nets are locked for number one if they stay healthy. Yeah. Go ahead and say. We'll go ahead and say. Bucks for number two, just because they're defending champs, you got to give them the respect. And they picked up, uh, they picked up Rodney Hood this year. They, they Bryce, um, what's his name? No way, you just Forbes. told me they yeah. picked up Rodney Hood as if that was some sort no, of. Yeah, no, no, no. But he's no. They so they picked up Rodney Hood in place of Bryce Forbes, which, uh, which will be bro, Brian, Forbes, Brian Forbes was, was Brian Forbes. Was that's who it was. Nice. Yeah. No, he was. So Brian I'm Forbes. not. I'm not sure how that'll go off the bench, but I, I still think the Bucks will. I mean, they lost. I'm only lost putting them number two. I'm only putting them number two because they deserve respect for winning yeah, the champ, even though it's a fluke champ. But whatever. No, yes. I agree. They'll be number two. You, you're saying who yeah. do I have number three? Yeah, who do you have number three? I think I think the Bulls and the uh, I think the Bulls. Oh no 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 no. Ooh, see, it'll okay. So it'll probably be the Heat. I think the Heat are older. And I think I think Jimmy is a better leader than Zach Levine. Yeah. So I think Jimmy will. I think Jimmy. 
I, I think Jimmy will take care of the team better than Zach Levine will. You know, I just think the veterans on, you know, right, I, I, right. Take, I take vets over rookies. And the reality is they have the same amount of talent. It's just, I just question how the, the how the heat are going to mess versus I know I, I really am confident in the Bulls meshing. I'm more shaky on whether the heat are going to mesh, but at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler's a dog. He's, he's the best player. If those two teams play, he's the best player on the court. So I have to give him his respect. It would be, I, it's, it's not by much though. I will say. I agree. I, I, I mean, think the Bulls are right he deserves there. His- and, and, he deserves his flowers. Hopefully, he'll get himself a ring. I hope so. Um, some point in his career. I hope so. And then, so at four, though, like I think the Hawks. So the Hawks this season, this off season, they've re-signed. Right, Tyler right. Bond, they re-signed Lou Will, Hill, and they're also a very young team. The difference is, is that the Bulls role, the Bulls role players, are better than the Hawks role players. Like, think about this: the Hawks. The Hawks number two is um, is John Collins. Yeah. I would like I think Vucevic Vucevic is better than John Collins. Vucevic. All right, let me put it to you this way. Better than John in Collins. In my opinion, in my opinion, we saw what happened last year when the Heat made the finals and then they didn't get better over the off season, whereas they just maintained who they needed and picked up and then scrambled for you know, bullcrap players, you know, just role players. They could, any role players they could find at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the year, you know, anybody they thought would help. I mean, Maurice Harkless, come on now. Um, yeah. You know, like, what what were you doing? I mean, Avery Bradley, I'm not dissing on, dissing on Avery Bradley, but I mean, did you really think Avery Bradley was going to compare to Drew Holiday, uh, you know, the Bucks getting Drew Holiday? Mm-hmm. Um, you saw what happened when Miami didn't get better. They stayed the same, and I feel like that's what, the Hawks have achieved this year. They're really leaning on Trey Young and John Collins' development to carry this team. And if one of them gets hurt, they have nothing. And this is another Yeah, if Trey goes... And and look, they're so trade-dependent. The Hawks are playing a, a very dangerous game. They, you know, we call it, you live by the, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. They depend on Trey Young being efficient and healthy and Trey Young has yeah. proven that he's not always healthy and that he's not always efficient. He's getting Wasn't better. John Collins injured last year too. I believe John Collins got hurt during the season. Yep. So now you've, so I think what's understood doesn't need to be explained. I mean, really you've just got two, you've signed two young superstars essentially, but you don't know if they can stay. They've proven that they can't stay and, and remain healthy. And I mean, I, I think you've really failed to build a supporting cast. And that will carry the team in case of what gets hurt. And like, and Vucevic is better than John Collins. Like, I'm taking Lonzo over Kevin Herter. I'm taking, um, I'm taking Demar Derozan over. Yeah, the Bulls are deeper. Like they're deeper. I mean, they just are. Yeah. I, you know, like Trey. This year was was Trey Young's like really. You know, Trey Young went off this. He this was his like postseason year. You know what I mean? Like this was his. Arrival to launching the superstardom year. Like yeah, this year, this year is that same year for Zach Levine. You've never seen Zach okay. Levine in the playoffs. 
You've never seen you're him. You're very fond of you're very fond this of is, Zach Levine. So we'll see I, where you, we'll see. We're what gonna happens. see what happens, but this is gonna be his chance. This is gonna be his chance to go into the postseason this year because they're gonna make the they're going to make the playoffs this year. Who's gonna you know, at the bare minimum, the worst I'm team not that disagreeing. I think they playoffs. will make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll be I think if Ben Simmons stays in Philly, I think Philly will remain what they've always been, a regular season fluke. I think they'll come in around four or five. And then you've got to come into – you've got to think about the Celtics too. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, let's talk about it. So I, I've heard – everything I've seen is that, the ben, is that Ben Simmons isn't even talking to Joel Embiid or the Sixers. That that's is, what I've heard too. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, he's a little drama queen. Yeah, he's a drama queen, and it's not like the Sixers have made significant moves this year. They signed Andre Drummond. I don't even know if that's a good signing. I don't think Joel Embiid even wanted that. I, mean, I don't think he wanted that at all. I think it clogs things up. I mean, those are two really big guys, and I, they don't like other people. In the play. You know, we just watched how LeBron played with Andre Drummond. He didn't like it. Anthony Davis didn't like playing with Drummond. You know, they just two. They're almost too big. Um, they re-signed Danny Green. Whatever. I'm not. I don't really care about that. Um. All right. All look, right. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody should be sitting here stressing over a team signing Danny Green. <laughs> exactly. And so, so what? The, look, the 76ers lost to the Hawks. They lost to the Hawks in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not. Based off of that and the fact that now like now apparently their chemistry is worse than ever, so they have to move Ben Simmons, but nobody's gonna take Ben Simmons for what they're asking for. You know, like when they asked the Warriors to take Ben Simmons, the offer was uh the offer they put out was was they immediately laughed round, in their face. Yeah, it was know? four first round draft picks, Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins. It was a joke. Nobody yeah. nobody's gonna take them seriously with that. And if if the Sixers cap, if the best the Sixers can do is lose to the Hawks, Trey Young's first playoff run, like I'm not I'm not taking them that high. I don't I don't care what they do in the regular season. I, I care more about, you know, the power. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I just think that I just think that you're you're talking about you know seating and everything. I mean, when it comes to teams like this, like teams that are just downright like dogs, you know, maybe not mm-hmm. uh, title contenders, but they're going to give you a hard time. I mean, you know, yeah, that's true. They will pop. They will play. You know what I'm they, saying okay, like so, the Bulls, they're going to give you a hard time, but they might not make a title push. Right. So, so you got three, four teams right there that. That you don't know are if are gonna make a title push or not, but you know they're yes. gonna give you a hard time. So this is where seeding is super important because one of those teams is gonna be a team that might be able to make a title run with the way they play. And if they play the Nets first or the Bucks, they're probably gonna get bounced out. And that's because they botched it in the regular season. Yeah, and that's didn't true. Take, or, or, I you don't know think... what I'm saying? Seeding is gonna be super yep, important. It will this be. Year. And I don't think the Sixers got lucky this year. They played the Wizards the first round. I don't think that's going to happen this next year. I think the 76ers are going to get that like four seed, you know, because they're a great regular season team. They're just terrible in the playoff. They they don't right. work in the playoffs at all. They haven't. And so if the Sixers end up right. playing, no, if the Sixers terrible. end up playing the Hawks, right? If the Sixers end up playing the Hawks or the Bulls, they're going to have a really tough time getting out of it. They're going to have like it's right. that's that's going to be. I don't want that matchup for them. If I'm a 76ers fan, I want none of that. What's the other thing? Um, gosh, 
Who else do I like in the East? I, I'm not really sure. What do you think about the Wizards so far? You know, they they got rid of Russ. They lost Russ and they gained Kuzma, uh, Montrez, and KCP. Um, they also added with the addition of uh, Spencer Dinwiddie or whatever, which who I think you know might have been overpaid, might have not been. I don't know how he's going to play coming off of this injury. Um, you saw okay just let me ask do you think that bradley beal is sitting right right now in his house saying man the wizards did good this year i can't wait to see how we play in the playoffs or play in the uh in the regular <laughs> you think bradley beal sitting in his house saying Woo-hoo, we're definitely making the playoffs with the, with these additions no no i don't no i, I mean, think yeah if anything kuzma's kuzma's bait <laughs> let him play for <laughs> let him play like just give him a green light for a couple of games and you know and then trade him off when his stock is is a little high you know you might be able to get a first round for him and then whatever team is stuck with him is stuck with him i mean if he plays well good for him but at the end of the day if i'm the wizards bait mantras there's not much you can really do with him everybody knows he's just kind of like that guy. I mean, I don't think he's like a game-changing player anymore. You know, I don't think he's gonna play too much of an important role anymore on any team. You know what uh, I think? Here we go. This is a good comparison. I think the Wizards are a poor man's Hawks. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Bradley Beal is just as good, if not better, than uh, Trey. Yeah. But I think they're the Wizards supporting. You know, the the Hawks are they're they're similar teams in the, in the mindset that there's one All Star and and everybody else is a role player, maybe a little bit more than a role player, right? And right. you know, there's no other star. And I just, I mean, I'm I'm taking John Collins and and um, I mean, the Wizards lost Robin Lopez, so they lost their only big. So now it's just it's it's gonna be Rui Hachimura. That's their. I mean that Rui yeah. is their biggest player, and the Hawks have John Collins and Clint Capella. You can you know like I'm take I like Raul Neto and Case you know and, and Dinwiddie, <laughs> but I'm taking uh, like the Wizards you know didn't I mean? do enough this offseason to make in, to make themselves uh, better when every team that was that was you know every good, somewhat good team in the East got even better this year. The Wizards did not do enough. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see him going that far. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad you mentioned the Celtics because see him. I, th- I think after this year you're gonna start seeing you know Bradley Beal start being a little more assertive about where he wants to be because uh, he I mean really Spencer more. Dinwiddie and Raul Nato the best the Wizards could do. Yeah, he he won't be able to take much more. <clears throat> I mean, the trade was good. I don't know if he likes playing with Westbrook or not. So maybe he's happy Westbrook is gone. Um, I don't know. But you, you replace Westbrook with Dinwiddie, and in addition, you get KCP, who doesn't even look like he's happy to be there in the first place. Um, <laughs> you get Montrez Harrell, who may occasionally hit a three-point a uh, shot if he doesn't foul out by the end of the third quarter. Um, and you have Kuzma, who thinks he's on the same level as Jason Tatum. 
And my my bigger issue is that these are all six men. You know, Dinwiddie is a is a certified six man. These are all role players. These are all certified. Yeah, they're certified bench role players. That's the (laughs) like that's the worst part. Like, (laughs) what are they gonna do for Brad? Ah man, it's just it's annoying. Bradley Beal, while he's out there down by fifteen, even though he's putting up thirty in the first quarter, what are they gonna do? What what are they gonna do? You know when they go when Bradley needs to sit and they need to score to keep up. You know, which one of those players are gonna are, are gonna score is gonna score ten or fifteen in the corner when you really really need it? Nobody. Like I'm not. Will. I'm not. Who, who's gonna help Bradley? Which one of them will even help I'm Bradley? All, all three of them together might put up. All three of them might together together might put up eighteen and twenty points, and that's because Kuzma scored twelve points of it. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's a it's tough to be a DC fan. It always has been. Um, rough. It's rough. You know, I remember. I remember when Paul Pierce was carrying through the playoffs. I, I mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that playoff run. <laughs> I enjoyed the, that, but uh, that's the best of best. The last playoff run I enjoyed watching for the Wizards was uh, with John Wall and Bradley Beal when we went yeah. seven games with the Celtics. That was the last time I really enjoyed watching him play in the postseason. <laughs> But I'm I'm glad you mentioned the Celtics earlier. Is I I just want to briefly go over this. Look, the Celtics. I I'm glad they got rid of Kemba because Kemba was a. I didn't think that was ever going to work from the start. Yeah, he was. He was just a terrible fit. You know, I was hopeful. Kemba's the number one on a shitty team at best. Yeah, and and Kemba. After the first year, I would have traded Kemba. Kemba played so badly. He was so innocent. He should have stayed in Charlotte because they stayed, they treated him like a hometown hero. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Did. He really should have. It just would have been And he had the green light game. to do anything. If he played bad, it didn't matter. They didn't care because they loved him so much. And, you know, he didn't really play bad there because he could shoot the ball however many times he wanted. Well, and I just think that. You know, because he was the hometown hero, that's how the media portrayed him, too. You know what I mean? Like, the only time you ever heard of Kemba, Kemba's name was when he had a good game. You never heard about the bad games because nobody cared. Nope. It's the, you know what I mean? It, it was the Hornets. And the uh, you good story about the little poor team <laughs> and franchise, poverty franchise that ha- hasn't fucking decided on a stable name since, like, the 19-fucking, since they was, they've been established, like. Right, so this I don't know. The Celtics fell for a they the Celtics fell for clickbait. That's what happened. I'm glad the Celtics <laughs> got rid of him. That's what happened, bro. So I, I'm glad I'm glad he's gone. I you know we'll see what he does yeah. in the Knicks. Evan he Fournier left, there. right? He went uh, to the Knicks. Evan Fournier left. That was a huge loss. That was a huge yeah. loss for the Celtics. And then they replaced him with Enos Cantor and Al Horford. Like, bro, I've seen this team before. What are we What are we running it back for? <laughs> Like I've seen yeah, both. This is like yeah, this is like the 2017 team. team. Yes, with Justin, you know what I mean. Like, I I would be frustrated. I understand, I dude. I, the Celtics have not gotten better, and and nope. in any in any way, this the Mi- no. Miami will trounce them. Will they'll drown Jason yes. Tatum with having no other options? He has no other offensive options. Miami will drown him with their defensive players. They they got. I mean, they really think Jalen Brown is that elite that he's like. Like an actual all star, I don't understand. Dude, he, they, no, he's and they're gonna find out right now. When yep. they, they're gonna find out it's gonna be a rude <laughs> awakening. I think they're uh, at best a six seed, yeah. And it's a uh, uh, I, that's that's very much the highest I can give them. I can't give them anything more than that. It, it that's right. a best case scenario, right? Right, okay, yeah. I mean, um, I'm trying to think if there's uh. 
what other teams I want to talk about. Um, I mean, uh, so you watched? Did you watch the Olympics, Riley? No, I didn't. I just saw America won and said, "Fuck it," and shotgun a beer. So, I see. The Nets have me really confused because I watched Patty Mills drop forty-two points on Slovenia, yeah. and I have to wonder what. What, well, by you what heard that, what does that mean? They do. They say they all say they all say they represent their countries way harder. I don't. I'm not fooled by it. Patty Mills doesn't give a fuck about. He, he has his ring. Why the fuck does he? He's in the. If he makes the NBA, he can easy money for him. He goes in there, plays his role, does what he does. You know. Yeah. He already has his ring. What does he have to? What does he have to prove? You know. I agree. I just. It's just curious. Like is. Uh, look, I agree with you. Patty Mills averaged like 10 points a game last year. I don't know where the heck he pulled that 42-point game out from. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder if something is being channeled from Patty. I'm not falling for any clickbait here. The Nets just, signed yeah. him. That was the, that's the Nets' big signing this offseason so far. Is they Nets haven't gotten better. And you got to wonder if – yeah, you got to wonder if big defensive teams um, – like Milwaukee or Miami will be able to find a, you know, a resolution to the big three because outside of them, who are you going to fucking worry? You're going you're gonna to hope Blake Griffin doesn't drop 20 on your head. You yeah. Know, you lock down those three. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering what the Nets see. I'm wondering if, if this was an Olympic, you know, if, if Kevin Durant saw him in the Olympics and was like, that's who we need, like go sign him. Like, I wonder how it went down, honestly. And if, if that yeah. is, if that's true, you know, because that's, you know, that's, I, there's been so many reports of the NBA players in the Olympics talking to each other, trying to, you know, like get each other in, you know, like try to squat up. And right. I really wonder if this was a case of that and what Kevin Durant saw in, in practice that he was like, we need Patty. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested right, to see. Right, I'm right. hopeful Before for Patty. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Did you read that uh, Kawhi Leonard story that I sent you the other day? Yeah, I did. Yep. 100%. Go ahead. Okay, so basically this report came out that said um, following the 2019 season, um, after Kawhi had won, I meant to talk about this earlier, by the way, um, after Kawhi won the chip in 2019 with the Raptors, Russell Westbrook had called him and said, hey, bro, like, yeah, I want to team up with you. Um and Kawhi, you know, and him had a good conversation. Kawhi was like, "Oh yeah, you know, that sounds great. Whatever, he's going to. We can do it, and um, we can do it in L.A. with the Clippers, right?" So Westbrook thinks they're going to L.A. together, right? And instead, Kawhi calls Paul George and says, "Hey, PG, yeah, come play, come play with me in uh, L.A. I'll get it done," and ends up playing with uh, Paul George instead of Westbrook, despite Westbrook reaching out to Kawhi first. Um, yeah, I heard that. Uh, I heard Westbrook stopped taking his calls. Yeah, not not Westbrook. That uh, Kawhi stopped taking Westbrook's I, calls. Yeah. yeah. Look, man. And so now are, you kind of hope that the Lakers, you kind of hope that the Lakers bounce the Clippers just because you want to see oh, Westbrook his, get his get back. I've never had a reason to not like Westbrook. In fact, I think he's one of the greatest of our time. I want to see him get his get back, and I want to see him get that ring. I do too. I would. I would love for them to beat. Look, I think I have not been fooled by this Kawhi Leonard ring. I was never fooled by that. I, you know, Kawhi Leonard's a great Either. player. He's an elite player, but he was My never. My opinion is not enough as a number one to lead you to a championship unless nope. your team is 
down to one starter and four role players. I will preach this to the day I die. They beat the 76ers because Embiid didn't play half the games. He didn't. Like, go go back and look at the stat sheets. Joel Embiid was injured that series. Yeah, played correct. half the series. There was a time okay. where, where Embiid was constantly getting injured and everybody was just like, why is he still? Yeah. Because okay. he didn't play, like, the first, what, two, three years of his career? Two, three. Yeah. Yep. Didn't play him at all. Um, Kawhi He's Leonard injury prone. from shame, motherfucker. Yep. He, Kawhi Leonard hit the luckiest three-pointer. Like to win the game, that, that is the luckiest game winner I've ever seen. And then he played Warrior Squad with half the team injured. I mean, and Steph and Steph still took them six full games. I don't like, yeah. I like mean, I don't. Last, I really you don't can make the argument that the last three rings have all been fraudulent. I, I I accept the I look I accept the Lakers ring. I do. Like they steam. I don't have a problem with it, but you can make the argument there, and the argument is there. Yeah, the argument's there, but I, I mean, I don't love that. Look, you can make. I accept it more than I accept the Milwaukee's ring. This, I see the Lakers is. I think the Lakers ring is much more legit than it's. It's worth more. I think the Lakers ring is worth more than Milwaukee's ring. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we're on the same page about that. Yeah, we're on the same page about that. Hundred percent. Um. Gosh, anyway, so we went over Patty Mills. Uh, I, you know, the last thing I really want to talk about free agency before we talk, I want to keep talking about the Olympics. The last thing I'll say about free agency before we get off, get off the next thing is, I don't know. Do you know what the Kings are doing? Like, I just wanted to point this out. So the, the Kings have Buddy Heald and Darren Fox. They have a really good backcourt. Buddy Heald struggled last year, but Buddy Heald was still a very, very like he he was hot and cold. But the numbers show that he was still an efficient three point shooter. He's been an amazing three point shooter in the past. And but I don't understand. So the, the Kings signed, re-signed Rashawn Holmes, right? They're a big guy, and their entire free uh-huh. agency this year was centered around signing Alex Lynn and Tristan Thompson as well. And I. I just I don't understand. Right. The Kings are the definition of a poverty franchise. Okay. I, oh my god. They are the definition of a poverty franchise. I see why Buddy Heald wanted to be traded. Um, or at least there were reports that he wanted to be traded. Um, so, what do you expect from a team that has had several good players come and go from their franchise uh, and still? I mean, I don't believe they've made the playoffs in, what, 10 years? It's just sad. I mean, I feel bad for Darren Fox. Like, you, you prioritized. How do you? Yeah, three, I mean, like, and you wasted Boogie. You wasted Marcus Cousins' prime, too. So, And for literally, like I said, Rachon Holmes, Alex Lynn, and Tristan Thompson, they all play the same exact position. You're not. You're never going to play all three of them. And and they're all not good. Like, Alex Lynn is, I mean, I, I love Alex Lynn because he's a Marylander, but. Alex Len is is not very good. That's why your problem. And Tristan Thompson is old. I just no. I think they signed Hassan Whiteside. Um, uh, Hassan Whiteside. Nah, hold on. I Hassan Whiteside. I think somewhere else. Um, I went back to the Kings. Oh no, he went to Utah. You're right. Yeah, he went to Utah. Utah got a little right. better. Utah signed Rudy Gay and Hassan, and they signed Eric Pascal. I just I don't like the Mike Conley signing. I don't know why they're stuck to Mike Conley. I don't think Mike Conley's that good. I don't. I've never been really impressed. Never with him. 
I've never been a Mike Conley fan. I don't know. I don't know what they see from him. He didn't do anything I'm for I'm not him. saying he's a terrible player. Yeah, I've never really paid attention to him playing because, frankly, he's never really given me a reason to. I mean, yeah, I remember he had like one good season back in Memphis, but after he left Memphis, I just, Memphis got I a little better. They, they signed Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe. I mean, they're, they yeah. got a little better this year. Oh, no, actually, there was one more thing that I want to talk about is the Blazers. I, I am on record as well saying many, many, many times that the Blazers front office is the worst front office I have ever seen. Like, like hands down the Blazers front office, like their GM sucks. Like I need to get, I need to get his job. Okay. They, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum for five, 10 years. Okay. You have, you have both of them for five, 10 years, at least, at least. Right. And, and the best you can do this year is re-sign Norman Powell and get Cody Zeller and, and then lose Ennis Cantor. I feel That's like it's the, disrespectful to Dame. And Mello? You lost Mello, Ennis Kanter, and then you signed like Cody Zeller, and that's it? If the fact they lost a dude who they who like had to beg them for a job is just it's just depressing, right? You can't they're keep not doing Mello? something right. They're not doing Man, something right. There's something, look, I've said this for years that there's something in that free you know, that front office that's off. And and this just continues to prove pr- to prove my point. I, I don't get it. I mean, this should not be that difficult, you know, especially in today's game where it is more about stars than it is location. Okay, it, like right. it is. It is now. You just see Milwaukee win a fucking championship. Just, right. You just watch Milwaukee win a chip in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Right. So, um, right. I, I don't know. You know, Bradley Beal, I'm waiting for him to leave. I'm waiting for Dane to leave. I think this is stupid. You know, they have uh, – let me tell you what. For – just talk about wasted talent, right? We just talked about Boogie Cousins being wasted. We've talked about Bradley Beal being wasted. This is just Dane being wasted. And and this is towards the end of – we are we are going to begin witnessing Dame's decline. I mean, Dame is, Dame is past – Dame is being passed – by, like he's going to be passed by other players soon. Like I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't stand. Let me. So and this is also this is part of the reason I want to talk about successfully wasted his entire prime. Because I think this Olympics showed. You know, you can only take so much out of the Olympics um, because of the way the the tournament is set up. You know, other countries just have as much you know what i mean like uh a good example is rudy gobert looked like an all-star um rudy i know gobert what you're gonna say guy. and i just disagree with it so much what, what do you think i'm gonna say i think you're gonna say that we finally recognize the talent around the u.s is catching up no oh no 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 i wasn't gonna say that at all that's not true I, that's that is not true no. but i've heard that i've heard it too many times i've heard it too many times i was if just like think, if i have to go if through you this think one more other time. countries if you think other countries are catching up like you're you're playing yourself um the united states players legitimately the only people that care about the olympics in the united states like olympic basketball are the hoopers right like the real hoop like kevin durant is a real hooper like kevin kevin's just out to play Kevin did not care that he was coming off an Achilles injury. Okay, the man's put his he heart out. Wanted that to be as, as an accolade, accolade. 
Right. He just wanted to hoop. Like, Draymond Green, Draymond Green is a hooper. Like, whether you like him or not, he's there to hoop. And he played phenomenal in the Olympics, actually. Oh, man, Bramante. Right. So, look, I got two – I had two, three big takeaways from the Olympics. One of them, this may be hot, but Luca's Luca's passing Dame. Like, Dame – passing Dame, is that what you said? Luca is going to – he's going to be passing Dame here in the next year. I he's get behind that. Okay, like Luca played out of his mind with nobody. Like Luca yeah. made it. Luca made it to the medal. Like to the medal round. That is crazy. With a team yeah. they, that l- let me. He's from Slovenia, right? A country where they have, uh, I don't know, two million people. Like something. It's. I think it's like <laughs> people. Yeah. I mean, they have a tiny country. They have nobody. No legitimate. NBA starters on that team at all. It is it is literally like that team is much worse than the Mavericks. Okay. <laughs> like, I agree with you. The fact that the okay. he can take them farther than the Mavericks is it just shows you how good NBA teams really are compared to the competition they still face in the Olympics today. I mean yes. it, it looked like they didn't even give a fuck about the exhibition games. Oh yeah, the United States did not care about those exhibition games. Not at all. No, but I mean, Luca played so incredibly, and Luca had such a good season this year and last year, and and I just I see Dame. I agree. Falling. I think we'll be best. I think we'll be passing. Dame. I think he's passing Dame, man. I and I just don't think it's that hot. He had statistically a better year, and he had a an amazing tournament that Dame really struggled in. Dame played terribly for most of this yeah. tournament. He did. Like he did. He I mean, you're watching terribly. the new generation of greatest players, you know, to touch the court. I mean, Luca, Zion, uh, John Morant, you're watching yep. them. And Luca's and so, just leading the pack. And Luca's Luca's leading the pack. He's leading it by a lot. And uh, and and the reality is the Blazers have done nothing for Dame. He's gonna have another bad he's gonna have another bad team this year. Not bad, but you know, another not good enough team this year. And he's look, man. He's gonna he's gonna fall a little bit here. And Luca is only getting better. So yeah, and uh, yeah, you know the the front office of the Blazers is just isn't doing enough. He's right. He's he has every right to do, to demand a trade and get the fuck out of there. The my second takeaway from the Olympics, and I talked about this a little last week, or no, not a little, a couple weeks ago, I guess. Um, is that Kevin? Is that Kevin's the best player in the league right now? That was my other takeaway. If you watch that finals game, this gold medal game, at the end of the first half, this so at the end of the first half, the United States had 44 points. Kevin Durant had 21 of them. Like Kevin, Kevin had half the United States points. Do you know what? Do you know how many points the next starter had on the team? Six. Okay, the starting lineup for the United States went Kevin Durant with 22. I don't know. I don't know which player had which. So I'm not even going to guess. Okay, when Kevin Durant with 21, it went another player with six, another player with four, and two players with zero. Two starters with zero points. The rest of the starters combined for 10 points compared to Kevin Durant's 21. Like, oh my goodness! Kevin Durant has played in three gold medal games. Kevin Durant has scored 30 points, almost 30 points in every single one of them. And I'm not doubting his ability to score. I think he probably is the greatest scorer of all time, honestly. 
I he I I, 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 I hate him. Love him. Boy, down his mind. No, I'm not doubting Kevin Durant's ability to score at all. I mean, I'm not, and and he played fantastic defense. Kevin played really good defense. Kevin was put on Rudy Gobert for this game. I've always had Kevin over Giannis. I mean, in my opinion, Kevin is always going to be second behind. But I think this season will really showcase. Yeah, I I mean, it was just undeniable. I love I love Kevin. The fact that he played in this, you know, like I said. What was that, Riley? Said so you got to see if how LeBron plays this year to see if if he's really back or not. You know. Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, uh, man, I'm not trying to sound like a LeBron hater, but like, man, it's only getting harder for him, right? Like, I'm, I don't disagree. I mean, I think it's gonna be especially harder for him to showcase it now because he's got more options. He doesn't have to do as much, you know. And you and... probably get. Get away I mean, with averaging 18 and 10 and 5, you know? Sure. And we know, look, the Nets are going to struggle with injuries again. You know, Kyrie always misses 10 games at least, 10, 15 games at least. Yep. Harden is still recovering from a hamstring injury. They're not going to push him very hard. You're going to see Kevin Durant hoop. You're going to see him ball this year. And uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think we will. I think we'll see the Nets make I think the Nets, if they do stay healthy, I think they're probably still favorites to come out of the East. Um, and then I'll give the Bucks, you know, their fraudulent championship respect and put them at two. But I wouldn't be surprised if they fall down a couple spots. You know, they haven't really gotten better over the offseason either. In yeah. fact, they've lost they've lost PJ Tucker, they lost uh Brian Forbes, you know, they lost some key rotation players. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, Giannis is gonna have to play he's gonna have to play Kevin straight up. That's what's gonna happen this year. Kevin's gonna we'll see if he's Giannis the greatest. Have, receive, yeah. Yep. And I we'll see what happens, but um, <clears throat> I have Kevin taking that. <laughs> uh, yeah, my money's on Kevin. I'm at, my money's on Kevin. If I'm if I'm betting on things, I'm going with Kevin, hundred percent. So, anyway, I think uh, did you have any other takeaways? I, I think that was about it for me, honestly. Those two those two are my biggest points from the Olympics. Yeah, I think we uh I think we did good covering everything, really. Um I think I got everything off of my mind that I wanted to say other than, you know, we're gonna see uh we got some big stuff coming up, you know, preseason starting, I believe, for the NFL coming up soon. Um got some big UFC cards coming up, some big uh, I believe Manny Pacquiao and uh Earl Spencer coming up uh pretty soon. That's a big fight for a lot of people looking forward to that. Always good to see Manny Pacquiao fight, so you know, we got some big things coming up to discuss, and uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time uh, in the upcoming months for sure. Yes, sir. Excited for the season to start. So that's all we got for you guys today. Make sure you go uh, on Instagram. Give us a follow at checkup checkup underscore pod. Thanks for listening. See ya.